0: This is Cole. And this is Ron. We are the Creative Team! Asking the tough questions like, Hey, Cole! Yeah, Ron? What if Hulkamania never ran wild?
1: Hey, Ron! Yes, Cole? What if Rick wasn't ravishing? That's rude.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Cole! I got an idea. I can see that. Hey, Ron! I got an idea.
0: I love it! My sister, Candace Ray. Up
1: in the sky, it's The Creative Team! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team! I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the hell are you today?
0: I'm doing splendiferous. It is going to be a great day. Uh, It's another classic, take it up with creative. Only by yours truly and Cole, uh, it's one of my favorite things to do at uh, at the moment. We uh, we had a really barn burner of a take it up with creative last week, a hot take, and the most recent time period we've ever had for take it up with creative. We talked about the man they call Sting.
1: Uh, I thought it was great. I really did. It, it was it was kind of the first time where like this idea kind of came together the way I was envisioning it. Where We're actually trying to come up with an idea for our mythical company that we're running. And uh, it was great. I really loved it. It was a lot of great ideas. Um, I I just I love when I'm not sure whether I like it more when we're like totally got different, completely different ideas and visions for this or when we're very close and we've got the same cast of characters I think if we're trying to actually put something together the fact that we you know have similar ideas makes it easier to do that but then like when you hit like the the for me the the one time I just was like absolutely just flabbergasted was the Owen Hart going it was me I fucking did it I finally got rid of that piece of shit I'm so happy Your like...
0: dialogue for it is way better
1: <laughs> He's a piece of shit I did it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a nugget. He was the nugget, <laughs> and I flushed his ass down the toilet. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh so this week, uh, you know, keeping the momentum going uh, from Sting in 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 WWE, uh, we're gonna go back a little bit further in history to when Vince McMahon tried to kill his own company and brought in the NWO. To the WWF because Ron thinks it's very important, which means he has a brilliant idea today. So I'm very excited uh, to get into this one. Um, But again, this one was one of those things. I just think it was just the timing was off. And this thing, I mean, this run was just snake bit from the word go. And and this one, I actually, this one, I had a little bit of trouble coming up with how am I going to do this NWO? Um, How was the process for you? Uh,
0: It was fun because, as you alluded to, that uh, I'm talking about WWF because I'm going to think a little bit outside the box and take a gamble here. Uh, And, yeah, and I really love these Take It Up With Creatives, too. And, you know, I can't tell which is better, too, when we just both have completely different ideas or where they're similar and we meet in the middle. And, you know, it's, it's great that I love Variety because if we're looking to have the same episode as last week with Sting, it's not gonna be today. This is gonna be two <laughs> completely different scenarios and I'm excited. Um, word on the street is you have two scenarios, which means this is this this outcome, this happening, this faction in this company is so important and such and so drenched in like debate, uh, controversy and like what should have happened? what could have happened, happened? what could we fix? You know, it, it warrants maybe multiple scenarios. The timing was crazy. You know, when, if you're getting Hulk Hogan back in the company, you only want to see one thing. And, right. and everyone shared that same sentiment. And they really tried, and we'll get there because you're going to describe what actually happened, but they really tried to solidify the heel Hogan and just was not going to happen.
1: Yeah. So, which is what inspired my two ideas this week. So, I have one idea where we're going to force this thing to fucking happen. We're going to do as much as we possibly can. We're not going to just give up because the fans cheered in Toronto, Canada for Hulk Hogan because it's Canada and they're a little bit weird anyway. Like, so, so we're going to lean into it. I have one idea where we just lean into it and say, fuck it. We're going to smash. We're going to find a way to make this work and make Hogan a heel. And then I have the other one where, we roll with the fans and the punches and we, we pivot a little bit. So that's where we're going to go. But uh, yeah, once we get into this description of what happened, everyone's going to understand why this didn't work. Like this is one of the few times we're doing a, take it up with creative where I'm not blaming the company. Like, I don't think it's Vince's fault. I don't think it's the booking team's fault. I don't think it's WWF's fault. All like, circumstances. Yeah. This was just like a, a victim of circumstance and they just had no shot to get this thing off the ground, the way it turned out, but this is fantasy land where, um, you know, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna pretend that DDP got a hold of Scott Hall a little bit early and you know helped him uh, in this run, so he didn't need to walk away. We're gonna pretend that every time Kevin Nash took a step or swung his arm, that a muscle didn't tear off the bone. Like <laughs> we're gonna make this thing work today using a little bit of magic. <laughs>
0: i love magic so, i love fantasy and there's and this episode is going to be drenched in fantasy we're gonna we're gonna make you we're gonna put things in your mind that you never thought were even possible and i'm really excited for today
1: all right so the recap what actually happened in january of 2002 when the nwo debuted in the wwf so um at this point just for a little bit of backstory. Uh, Rick Flair is involved in the company. Uh, this is after this is after they did the failed invasion angle, where we had the big reveal that Rick Flair is the one who bought out bought uh bought up Stephanie and Shane McMahon's WWE or WWF shares in the company. They bought their he he bought their little piece of the company so that they could afford to buy WCW and ECW. And now that Shane and Stephanie's little invasion is gone, uh, you know, Ric Flair is actually business partners with Mr. McMahon. And so they're having a little power struggle. Um, I think, I think this is also right when they did right about when they did the first brand split kind of, you know, so I think Ric Flair ended up, he was running raw and uh, did, was Vince McMahon the one, one running SmackDown? Was that his show? I believe that's how it worked out.
0: Yes. Yeah. Smackdown was Vince's. Rick's was raw.
1: Yeah, I know Rick Flair's was raw because that is in my notes here that he uh you know. But anyway, let's get to it. So things are going poorly. Vince McMahon is being made to look like an ass. Rick Flair is is uh taking over the company slowly but surely. And so we have this this I can't remember if it was raw or SmackDown, but we have these series of just fantastic vignettes by a crazed and deranged vince mcmahon who's talking to somebody you just see him staring and talking and he's talking about it's like i can't believe i'm gonna do this i I don't know why I, I, i there's no other choice i have to do this i have to kill and so the whole punchline is him building up to i have to do something um but i'm embarrassed at what the wwf has become And if I can't have it, nobody can. So I'm going to kill my own company. And at the end of the last vignette, the, the reveal is he's going to inject the WWF with poison. He's bringing the NWO to the WWF. Um, and, and and it's just, I mean, these vignettes are really good. I actually went back and watched all the Vince vignettes. I watched, uh, the NWO debut promos. I watched the the attacks. I, wa- I like I watched most of this stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, I I gotta say, I gotta admit, this was brilliantly done. This is one of the few just like master classes of booking and storytelling that we've gotten in the uh, this century of WWF. So um that's in January. Uh in February at the No Way Out pay per view, the NWO debuts, and this was weird. They debuted in the middle of the pay per view. They just walked down to the ring, and uh, Nash, Hall, Hogan all talked on the mic, and they all cut very humble pro- promos where they tried to say, Hey, I know there's a lot, our reputation isn't good, you know, and we've been hearing words like we're a cancer, we're poison. But we're just asking for a shot, ladies and gentlemen. We're not here to kill anything. We love the wrestling business. We want to help the wrestling business. We want to help this company. We just want a shot, ladies and gentlemen. And very humbly. And and this was cool because watching this, um, when Hogan gets, when Scott Hall hands the mic over to Hogan, the, the fans just are overjoyed with the fact that Hulk Hogan is back in a WWF ring. And the reaction they gave him, you could see Hogan got a little bit choked up and emotional for realsies, uh, not just playing a character and it's a really cool moment. Everyone should go check it out. Cause I don't, I didn't remember this kind of, you know, happening, but, uh, you know, I was 20 at the time and I didn't give a shit about stuff like that. And now being a 37 year old man with kids and a family and all this, I get a little more emotional about this kind of thing. So go check it out. Um, But I mean WWE, there they are. They're pushing kind of the bullshit narrative that the NWO killed WCW. Like we know that some of that there was a lot of things that happened. It wasn't just the NWO. It wasn't just the creative control. Uh, There was stuff beyond their call. But like this is where it's just like this storyline was just doomed because the fans wanted Hogan so bad. They're sitting here cheering this cancer, this poison, and whatnot. So um, you know, and then Scott Hall was was just not ready. Um, he, he just hadn't conquered his demons yet. And and Nash was like a full on cripple at this point, but um, not to mention stone cold had a really bad attitude about this whole thing and didn't want to do business. So like this perfect mix of things, this didn't work out, but the segment was incredible. Um, so the next night on raw, the NWO attacks Austin. They break a cinder block over his leg. It was fantastic. Um, On 225, we had Austin versus Mr. Perfect. Fantastic six-minute match, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Go out of your way to watch that. But they attacked Austin again. Um, They attacked The Rock. They laid him out. All this is going great. And uh, the go-home show before Mania, we end up getting Rock versus Austin. Uh, Or Rock and Austin versus the NWO, rather. And it's a fantastic match it's nonstop just a fight it's a i mean it's everything i love about pro wrestling uh it's great nwo gets the win hogan drops the leg pins the rock one two three in the middle of the ring and then mania happens oh we can't just gloss
0: over hogan running rock over with a semi
1: oh i missed that angle
0: oh yeah when they beat the crap out of the rock one time they threw his ass in an ambulance and uh and Hulk Hogan that's drove right. a semi into the ambulance with Rock in it.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because I, I, miss, I couldn't find that segment to watch it, and so I miss like, uh, you know, Hogan took the Rock out, and then they took Austin out. That's right. That's why oh, they. That they that's what I'm
0: saying. They really tried. Like, motherfucker yeah. almost killed a guy. Tried to kill a guy. Tried to commit murder, <laughs> and they still cheered him. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, I mean, they really did the groundwork. I mean, they had the NWO shit, just beating the shit out of Austin and rock on a daily basis, every show, um, going back and forth. Uh, then mania happens. And this is probably where it became apparent that this probably wasn't going to work because the NWO lost all their matches at mania. Scott Hall got beat by Austin decisively in about seven minutes. Um, now I will say this: the Rock and Hogan match is an absolute masterpiece of professional wrestling. Wouldn't change a go thing. it. Go watch it. I wouldn't change a thing about that match, except for maybe I will, um, just to finish. <laughs> but uh, you know, depends on the scenario we decide to go with. But uh, so the next night, uh, it's it's obvious at this point the fans are not going to accept Hogan as as a heel because they booed the Rock out of the fucking building at WrestleMania. <laughs> And they cheered for Hogan like no other. Um, And at the end of the match, Hogan and Rock shook hands and hugged and posed and did all that shit. And it was great. Um, So basically the next night, Hall and Nash have to kick Hogan out. Um, They almost immediately bring in X-Pac. And then we have the fucking draft where Ric Flair, who's supposedly feuding with the NWO, drafts the NWO to Raw so he can keep his eye on them. And uh, it, 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 it just, it, this is where it just, it was rough. But uh, very quickly after that, um, you know, Nash tore his bicep. So he's kind of out, he's off TV. So they kind of bring it, they, so they bring in the big show. So we're like two weeks really into this NWO storyline. Nash is out. We're adding people left and right. Uh, then Scott Hall quits. So they bring in uh, Booker T to fill his spot. Blair joins the NWO, who's supposed to be there to kill him and take him down. And then they bring in HBK um, just a few weeks, really, before he makes his in-ring return. Um, And he literally kicked Booker T out of the NWO, super kicked him right out of there. Um, So we're already kicking guys out. We are already replacing guys. We've already lost all three members of the core group. And we're only in June.
0: Yeah, we're making all the same mistakes.
1: <laughs> and, and and after and so Nash comes back from the bicep tear, takes one step, and his quad blows up, and he's done. And that was when they just said, "Fuck this, we're just going <laughs> to pretend it never happened," yeah. and they moved on with life. Fuck and, it. Uh, now, now we did get a fantastic final run from Hulk Hogan out of this. Uh, he won another championship. Uh, He wrestled Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, he did the tag, you know, I mean, we did get one fantastic run with Hogan, one last hurrah um, that was just incredible, Um, you know, before we got the thing with Piper and the, you know, Captain America or whatever the fuck and all that bullshit, Um, but then we did also get that wonderful visual of Vince McMahon bleeding a bucket and sticking his head up from behind the ring in one of just the greatest moments in wrestling history. Like we can all say whatever we want about Vince McMahon, but as a performer, he is second to none, the greatest heel of all time, quite possibly. I mean, just fantastic. So that's what happened. Um, and like I said, this thing was just doomed from the start. Scott Hall was fighting his demons. Hogan was going to be a babyface no matter what. And Kevin Nash, couldn't literally couldn't have a match without injuring himself so um we're gonna try to find a way to save this it took me a little while i gotta say it took me a couple days to think about this and come up with a way um but then i came up with two so
0: (laughs) yeah which is crazy because you were worried about this one
1: yeah i was i did i literally texted you like i've got nothing bro like i don't understand how this is gonna work and i'm like buddy it's it's okay neither did they (laughs)
0: They took so, they, they took a guy battling alcoholism and they tied him to a chair and poured alcohol on him.
1: Awful, awful stuff. So, uh, is there anything that you know you want to discuss before we pitch our ideas on 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 the happenings of the N.W.O. Well,
0: I'm not ashamed at all to say, and I don't think a lot of people are either, but I'll go on record that Rock versus Hogan is top five for me. Like, yeah, you want to talk about like just if 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 a perfect wrestling, professional wrestling match. It had all the hits. It, it had the crowd participation. It had the two solidified stars. It had drama. It had a climax. You know, and it had, you know, I, I liked... Oh, we all climax. <laughs> Absolutely. I still do. I still do. It's like it's like the good video that you often go to, like the one you have favorited yeah, on, yeah. The, on the yeah. hub. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> we, we all have them. So, uh, yeah, fantastic match. You know, one of my favorites to this day. So, out of the whole run of the NWO and WWF, Uh at least we got there. Like everything else everything else can go by the wayside. At least we got that out of it.
1: And I will say, base for me, everything up to WrestleMania was absolute perfection. Uh and as far as that goes, I don't want to change much of that, if anything, really, leading up to Mania. Like my problem is what actually happened at Mania is kind of where we need to start making tweaks. But I do have two ideas. So if you'd like me to pitch one or both of mine first, I will gladly do that. Um, I, I kind of almost want to wait on yours because uh, I, I feel like you've got something that's going to make my head explode again.
0: I mean, I mean, I hope so, but maybe, you know, I don't want to shit the bed either. And, and... <laughs> but no, I, I like it. Let's hear your ideas and then, then, then I'll go for it because, you know, maybe my potential disaster could be entertaining.
1: Okay, so we're going to preface this by saying we're just going to pretend that, uh, you know, Nash is not Mr. Glass, uh, Scott Hall isn't a total dumpster fire in 2002, and, and just just give a shot. But I, I just... Uh, I just have questions. I have so many questions. Like, why why is Vince McMahon not with the NWO? Like, why is he not there, like, being their Bobby Heenan? Like, why did that happen? Like, why isn't... Why, I just like if they wanted this to work, why isn't Hogan just like literally filleting Vince in the middle of the ring? Like, I, why, I, uh, why did they keep the narrative alive that the NWO was just at, you know, like they added too many people? Like, why did they do all of these things? Like, why is there seven members within six weeks of the fucking start of this? Like, I mean, Cole, you know better
0: than anything to ask me why about creative. Because the answer is always going to be
1: cause. <laughs> okay. So for me, so my number one idea now, this, this idea is if I'm going to try to force this NWO to work, I'm going to make this work. Even if I have to lean into the fact that Hogan's a baby face, I don't care. I'm going to try to make this work. That is my first pitch. I'm not going to just give up at WrestleMania because the fans cheered. So, I'm going to keep everything exactly the same up till Mania because I think I, the big rig crash, the whole thing, I love all of that shit. It was masterfully done. Like, I watched most of these clips this week, and it was fantastic. Um, it kind of makes me want to go back and just watch these pay-per-views and these these Raws and SmackDowns so I can get the whole thing again. But uh, we gotta, we've got to change. We've got to change WrestleMania. Um, You know Austin may be able to find a way To 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 beat Scott Hall At WrestleMania with the interference And that's fine I can accept that Because Scott Hall Let's be real As great as he is He's a second tier superstar He's not a tippy top guy And so Scott Hall Even with Nash in his corner And the power of the NWO Really can't beat Austin at Mania I might have a little more Outside interference And Schma's bullshit But that's fine but in this scenario where we're going to make these guys heels, no matter what Hogan is winning. Hogan's beating the rock. That's what I wanted to happen in real life anyway. So I get to fix that bullshit and Hogan is beating the goddamn rock. Um. So next week though, we're going to start like we realize the fans are there. Hogan has got to go out there and basically be the biggest pussy you've ever seen. And he's going to be just hugging Vince McMahon in the ring And kissing his ass and telling him, you know, talking about, like, I'm so glad I have my best friend back. Like, me and you guys don't know, me and Vince were workout buddies and we did everything together. I'm so glad to have my best friend back. You know, Vince is the reason that all this exists. Like, you know, there would be no Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold Steve Austin or Rock without Vince McMahon. He is the real puppeteer. He's the guy that did all of this. He created professional wrestling. Everyone else is just a bit player. Vince is God. Like Vince is God of professional wrestling. And I'm so happy to have my best friend back and just like they're hugging and and they do vignettes of them working out at the gym together. And like they're going to fancy dinners and they've got like super hot women around them and all this. They're riding around in limousines, sipping champagne. Like all of this is going to be what we're doing. And, you know, the NWO can go along for the ride. That's cool. You know, Hall and Nash are there. But we got to double down and lean into we're going to kill the WWF. We're going to make it something new, which is cool because this is pretty close to when we had to change to when we had to get the F out and change it to the E anyway. So we could tie that into a storyline somewhere down the line. Um, Now, uh, I would I would add Xbox to the NWO almost immediately because we need Somebody who can really go in matches. We need someone who can take bumps. You know, we need someone who can, you know, get through a match without dying. (laughs) So I I would add Xbox, especially since we already have that angle there where we know, you know, the click. We know all that stuff as fans. And and, and so we've got the worker now. um, And I would keep them on SmackDown. I'm never taking them to Raw. I'm not letting Ric Flair get their hands on him because this is Vince's baby. This is his thing. And so um, I have Scott Hall and X-Pac win the tag titles almost immediately. I get those belts on them. I have uh, Hogan uh, win the title in dominant faction with, with help from the NWO. I get this. So now almost immediately within a couple months, by SummerSlam, by SummerSlam, I have these belts on the NWO. I have them winning everything um, even if we want to go with whatever the secondary title was at the time, uh, the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title on SmackDown, fuck, put it on Nash. I don't care. Let's just get this thing going, get these guys dominant. Um, but the main thing I would do is now I'm going to have the WCW guys revolt. I'm going to turn Booker T into a baby face. I, I don't remember if DDP was still around at this point. I'm pretty sure he was because he was doing his thing with Christian, um, so all the guys who were, were holdovers from WCW, I'm having them revolting. I'm having them talking with Flair, doing this, like we gotta do something getting ready to gear up so I can make some big baby faces. I can, you know, I can make Lance Storm and Booker T these guys go cut these promos about, no, you fuckers were the glass ceiling. I couldn't get over. It. Like we need to get rid of these guys and start a movement in the company, like really focusing on these guys are dominating everything. They're taking over just like they did in WCW, and we got to get them out. And then maybe, maybe at this point, we can get a little bit of heat on Hogan, and maybe this works. And going forward, now we're creating some new stars, some baby faces, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. But we got to get to SummerSlam with this thing intact without adding a bunch of people and all that. So that's where I am with my number one pitch. If I decide that we're going to force this down people's throats and make it happen. So what do you have any thoughts there, Ronald? I
0: like it a lot. I especially love Vince's involvement. I, you know, it'd be it'd be great if they like really, uh, got media involved and they even just, just narcissistically made a no holds barred two That was just <laughs> bad on purpose, <laughs> just bad on purpose. Just like, let's just get their money. They'll come and see it. Uh, so, and, oh, and, that's a great idea. Yeah, and like how we get to Summerslam. Like, I do love the aspect of like the three of them having their own feuds as opposed to just them as a team, uh, feuding with a collection of people. Because then we get like, we get the the possibility of a healthy Scott Hall versus someone, a healthy Kevin Nash versus someone, and uh, obviously Hogan. You know, Hogan with Vince in his corner is like such a great visual given the history. You know they can yeah. they can even make fun of the steroid trial like together, <laughs> just
1: <yeah. laughs> I thought, like they're doing vignettes. They're working out. They're shooting each other up with steroids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh,
0: yeah, no solid idea. I definitely I definitely like it a lot. And uh, yeah, how would we get to SummerSlam from there? But you know, after- before we get there, why don't we go with idea number two? What's the second pitch on the Coltrane?
1: Okay, so once again, uh, now this is. We're going to lean in. We're going to accept the fact that the fans won't accept Hogan is this storyline. And uh, this is one where we're going to have a little bit of a pivot somewhere as we get into the storyline. So but again, everything is exactly the same up to WrestleMania. I thought I, I cannot put this stuff over enough. Like this is as good as professional wrestling gets. Go back and watch all the NWO vignettes and, and the, the stuff leading up to WrestleMania 18. Um, it's fantastic. So um, what I would do, though, in this scenario is Austin and Hall and Scott Hall have to have... Just, that match is just going to break down and turn into a gigantic schmoz. And uh, there's not going to be a decision. It's going to be just like a, du- a double disqualification, double count, whatever. Um, but it's going to just turn into just this crazy brawl around the outside. Um, But eventually the NWO is going to get the better of Austin. They're going to put him through the announce table. And so we're going to go off of WrestleMania with Austin laid out, having to be carried out of the building. And so he's going to be off TV for a little bit of a while. We're going to give him a little bit of a break. We're going to pay him to sit at home. And so we can get this NWO off the ground. Um, Without interference from Rock and Austin. So, like, these guys are going to be the focus going forward. Um, But uh, Hogan and Rock, I'm going to keep the same. Uh, So, I'm going to have the Rock win. I'm I'm not going to touch this masterpiece. I'm not going to change a thing. And I'm going to have them shake hands after the match. Everything's going to go exactly the way it did. Next night on Raw, the closing segment NWO promo. You know Hogan gets the mic and the fans are just continuing the love fest, um, but Hogan's gonna be like, you know, you know what, dude? NWO didn't quite get the job done last night. Oh come and on, Ashman. come on,
0: come on! You re- you really gonna okay. give me a half-ass Hogan impression? You gotta go all in or not?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, let me tell you something, brothers. Uh, NWO didn't quite get the job done last night. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey yo, hey yo, whoa! Uh, we did our job, Hulkster. <laughs> like, come on, brother. We did our, we did our part. We took Austin out. You didn't get the job done. Maybe you're just a little bit past it, brother. Like, maybe it's a little bit, you know, we, you know, we, 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 came into this knowing we're a little older there, but like, maybe you just don't have it anymore, Hulk. And then Hulk is like, and they start kind of like teasing that they're gonna break up, and Hulk goes, hold, hold on, brothers, let's go, hold on. Like, look, I'm, I know, I didn't get the job done. I got a broken rib. I'm a little bit injured. Like, it's it's I promise you we're gonna get but let's not do this here. Let's not let's not argue in the ring in front of the fans. Let's take this to the back. Let's, you know, go get a case of beer. We'll talk about this back there. And Hogan takes off and Hall and Nash don't go with him. And he kind of looks back. He's like, Oh, there's like, come on, guys. And he keeps going and he finally like, all right. And so Hogan's walking to the back and and then uh Scott Hall gets 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 the mic and says, Hey Hulk. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Say hello to my little friend. And Vince comes up on the screen. Right? They put Mr. Mac comes up on the screen and says, Hogan, I knew you were washed up when I let you go. That's why I didn't re-sign you back in 93. I let you go because you're washed up. You're past it. You don't have anything left. You're not fit to lead the NWO anymore. So let me say... Hello to your replacement, and from back off the screen, here comes boom, sweet chin music on the fucking stage. Hogan's laid out Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, uh join and embrace and celebrate walk-off. The next week they invite X Pac to join. So now we've got Hogan Hall. Or so sorry, now we got Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. And X-Pac together, donning the NWO t-shirts. This is our new NWO right here. Hogan's out. Austin's out. Rock's, you know, busy shooting movies, doing his thing. So now we can focus on getting this NWO group over.
0: And it's the full-on click, too.
1: Not not yet. Uh. Not yet. But now, so HBK's still, you know, he's still not sure he's going to make this in return. So he's kind of going to take the J.J. Dillon role. A little bit. He's going to be cutting, helping with the promos, and he's going to be around week to week doing this. But we still got, we still got time to build for Hogan and Austin to come back because they're going to be gone for a few weeks. So a right away, one of the first things we got to do, we get that IC title on X-Pac, get that Intercontinental title on him. Um, but then just, just keep fucking around. Well, at this point, we got to remember Triple H is a babyface here, so. We've got Rock and Triple H are going to kind of lead the charge to fight back against this NWO. Um, So building up to SummerSlam here after WrestleMania, it's going to be Rock and Triple H trying to lead the charge to take out this big NWO. So we've got this main event is going to be Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, taking on Triple H and The Rock. And in in the main event, no Hogan yet. No, you know what? We're not going to take this all the way to Summerslam because we need Hogan and Austin to be out for a while. So we whatever the next pay per view is, King of the Ring or whatever it's called. Um, we've got Holland Nash versus Triple H and The Rock. Uh, you know, Triple H fresh off his WrestleMania win, his his return from the double quad tears and all that. And uh, no Hogan, no Austin, but we get this big schmoz. We got Triple or we got uh, HBK involved. We've got X Pac involved. Um, we could even get Kurt Angle or somebody. You know, one of the WCW guys, Booker T. Whoever's involved. But when it's all said and done, uh, it's going to be Rock and Triple H beating everybody off. Uh, crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to keep the ring clear. These guys are going to keep coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy, goddamn it! Beat everyone and off. So, Every guy's
0: going to keep coming.
1: Yeah. Finally, we end up with just Rock and Triple H in the ring. It looks like things are going well. And Triple H kicks Rock right in the dick and hits the pedigree. Scott Hall gets the win. One, two, three. And celebrating in the ring, we have Triple H, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, X-Pac, and Shawn Michaels. And now, instead of the NWO, we have the click. We have new T-shirts. They're not the NWO. The NWO was the shits. They got rid of it. We're going to pivot. And now our new Super Hill group is The Click. And this is when we start shooting vignettes of them burying guys, doing all the shit that was in the dirt sheets, them burying guys, trying to get guys fired. You know, they're there with Vince. And Vince now has come to his senses. He doesn't want to kill his baby. He's just got the super group. That's going to help him take his company back from Ric Flair. So I'm not going to kill them, but I'm taking it back. You know, Flair and Hogan and Austin, they never got it. These guys, you know, they never got it. The Rock, he never got it. But Sean Shawn got it. Triple H got it. They knew that I was the man. I was wrestling God. We're still going with Vince McMahon being the God of professional wrestling in the storyline when it's all said and done. But they got it. They they embraced me. They came to me. They were my, you know, my real friends. They told me what they really thought of other guys in the locker room, and 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 made sure that the business thrived. They understand how important I am. You know, Sean Michaels, you know, brings me my coffee every morning. All this kind of stuff. Either way, when it's all said and done, Vince McMahon is going to have guys kissing his ass and being part of it, so that we can, instead of trying to kill WWF. Now we're trying to save it and we're going to take it back by force and uh, we get the click. So in, so now that we sold all those NWO shirts for the last six months, now we're going to be selling click shirts like a motherfucker for the next several months. Um, not DX, the click.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one, too, because like, you know, take it up a creative NWO edition, you know the The goal is to get nwo over but you actually morphed the nwo into this crazy storyline where it gets kind of in they they come in to infiltrate wwf but then it gets infiltrated and dies and it becomes the click and they're basically the new nwo so it's like this man was going to take something to kill his company but then like it became something that saved his company and there's still bad guys for it so that's kind of yeah, be- that's kind of cool. yeah
1: yeah yeah, because I mean, there was just like to me without Hogan, the whole NWO storyline just wasn't going to work. And so we had to pivot it, 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 like we couldn't just keep throwing the NWO out. But now with Shawn Michaels, right from the start of that pivot, we've got someone with some star power that can really carry, you know, this faction and keep it going. But but that's it. Yeah. So I, I it's not necessarily that we didn't want to get the NWO over, but this storyline is going to get a big faction over. And we just had to pivot because, I mean, that's just the reality of the situation.
0: And plus all the all the possibilities now that you now you have Ric Flair kind of pivoting and scrambling to get, you know, not a group, but just, you know, enough guys to be on his side. Like, who's going to take him down? So you got a Hogan. That's a baby face. You got yes. you, you got Kurt Angle available. You got uh, you got yes. John Cena that's about to debut. You you could solidify him as a babyface there. You know as the young guy. Like there's so much. Po- there's so many po- Jericho. Uh, so many possibilities yep. that you can do like a team, uh, like, a team everyone else versus team Clicks. Like no, last time Click was here, no one got a shot, and we're gonna make sure that never happens again.
1: Plus, now I think maybe we've been able to set something up so we actually have maybe the biggest Survivor Series main event it, since 91. <laughs> I mean, because now we can have the click taken on Hogan, Austin, Rock, Angle, Jericho, like Booker T. Like it, the, yeah, Undertaker, absolutely. So I I mean this, this for me the big payoff of this would be the biggest survivor series match in in history. So
0: fantastic. Yeah, so many good ideas, so many good possibilities, you know, and like you touched on, you know, the build up what they originally got was was really good and the and the Rock Hogan match was really good. It's just the aftermath. They made all the same mistakes that WCW made with the NWO. They they oversaturated the cast. Um, nothing was consistent nothing was consistent we were plagued by injuries of the original cast
1: yeah yeah injuries and Scott Hall's demons as i'm saying you know by june the original the the three guys they brought in to be the nwo weren't the in the nwo anymore and they were just scrambling to try to fix it or find a way and, and it just was unfortunate um I, I like i said i really don't blame them for you know kind of hopping guys in and out because they kind of almost had to out of necessity. I mean, Scott Hall quit. You know, Nash was injured twice. Like, you know, they couldn't do anything. This just was just bad luck on top of bad luck.
0: Bad luck on top of bad luck. But, yeah, no, if any of that was on television, it would be just aces in my book. Like, that that whole visual of the click would be great. And it would just be a dirt sheet writer's dream uh, to talk about, like, the the behind-the-scenes of what could actually be taking place, and the promos would be fire for sure. Because yeah, because
1: they... I re- I remember when Sean did finally make his return, there was a while there where the dirt sheets really were like, uh, I I don't know about that, you know, I don't know about this, I don't know if this is gonna work out, and there were lots of reports about Sean, you know, whether he was gonna be up to his old tricks or not. So I think leaning into that and making it a storyline would have just ignited the business again
0: yeah like stone cold can like feud with kevin nash because this is during when uh, stone cold was writing that uh that uh that thing to the rain he was like oh hell kev my quad works better than yours
1: (laughs) oh goodness (laughs) yes body
0: part injury puns well cole without without further ado I'm, i'm gonna hop into mine and i'm gonna i'm gonna preamble a little bit because you know, I did hit a roadblock with how the hell are we going to make this work with Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Hulk Hogan coming over to the WWF at that time. Because I do agree there was snake snakebit, but I was inspired by a question that I heard the other day, and I implemented it into this episode. And I would like to, I would like for you to get real close and listen to what I have to say. This is drenched in just like, oh my god, what if? All over it. And this is a fantasy podcast and I kind of went against the grain here, but since we're talking about NWO in the WWF, for me, I went with a scenario of what if the NWO was WWF's idea? So since this is the NWO in the WWF, for me, the year is 1996.
1: I love when you swerve me and you just totally change the subject. This Go is going to be completely yep. different. I love it.
0: It's going to be completely different. But you know what? I love talking about what ifs and like crazy fantasy stuff. That's what the creative team is. And, you know, if this is, if this is a disaster, fuck it. Uh, but <laughs> it's the year 1996. We're about to get to Survivor Series. And it is arguably one of the best Survivor Series ever. It's main evented by Shawn Michaels versus uh, Sid. And it's got the returning Bret Hart versus a on-fire Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, if you're going to imagine the NWO scenario being the WWF's idea, then the ingredients need to be the same as far as it needs to be two guys from WCW infiltrating the company, and then we need a WWF loyalist to join them, and everything's fucked. So, my scenario is in the main event of Sid versus Shawn Michaels. We get the whole thing with uh, Sid hitting Shawn with the camera. He goes for the powerbomb, and we get a camera angle, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all you see is just uh, Sid selling his back, and as he's going down, you see someone in a, in a hooded sweatshirt, you know, takes off the hood, and it's none other than, STING! sting interferes in this match and it's like what the flying fuck especially in 1996 it was already well documented that that dude is a wcw loyalist he's not going anywhere but it happens and the whole crowd is like going absolute ape shit and we start we start getting like some of the top stars that you don't normally would see coming out to help like fucking you know deranged mankind comes out he comes out and like wow that gimmick is coming out to like try to put order to things Yeah, yeah yeah we got like we got like, uh, uh, what's that tag team that had a cup of coffee there? The fucking, uh, they, they wore blue, uh, fuck, whatever. I don't care. But we get like Vader, <laughs> we get Flash Funk comes out. What's their yeah, name? Yeah. Uh, LaFon and whatever, whatever the hell. Oh
1: yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, oh uh, yeah. Uh, Furnace and LaFon Yes. Furnace Absolutely. and LaFon
0: That's right. Yeah. We get those guys coming out there. Um, you know, uh, Sting's got a bat, so he's, you know, he's holding his own. You know, the, it's the end of this match, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, all of a sudden, Shawn Michaels kind of comes to, and then out of the whole chaos, out of the whole chaos, uh, you know, Bret Hart comes out. Bret Hart comes out because, like, even he made his big comeback, and, you know, everything's getting separated. Everything's it's chaotic. Like, this pay-per-view is going chaotic. What's happening? Someone get control of this. This is our main event in the Garden. Blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, you start seeing some ruckus in the in the crowd and all of a sudden you see that Mick Foley has the mandible claw on Shawn Michaels and and Sting is just wailing on people with the bat laying all these people out referees are getting canned fucking all these people are getting beat up and then Bret Hart uh, like pushes everyone off and whatever and then puts the sharpshooter on Shawn Michaels with Sting and Mick Foley running traffic around him And and Bret Hart gets on the mic and we're like still have a shitload of questions and basically Bret Hart cuts that Hogan promo Cuts that Hogan promo says, you know, I took a big long break after that awful decision for that match to continue earlier this year I still had to put my title on the line even though he didn't beat me in 60 minutes and he fucking just buries WWE He's got fucking sting right by him. He hands the phone to mankind mankind takes off his mask and says, "This is where I like to shoot." So bang, bang, I'm not mankind. I'm not someone that you just put a mask on. I am someone with personality. I'm someone that can draw money. I am Cactus Jack, and that's why I should have been when I got here. And you know, and then we have Sting, the big personality that would never jump ship. And he's like, "I did all I could there. I did all I could at WCW. Now it's time to take this place over." And then the nwo the wwf version of the nwo and this was inspired by a question i heard on a podcast the other day but the the wwf version of the nwo would be cactus jack sting and brett the hitman hart and brett completely loses his pink and just wears black it would be the, it would be the coolest visual ever and then when we get to wrestlemania 97 however we get there we can still have brett hart versus stone cold steve austin but he's already healed. We don't get the double turn, but we get the classic match still. And then, like, imagine what Cactus Jack, what he can do at at WrestleMania. And that's what I thought. If Shawn Michaels was healthy, and we tell the whole story of how Cactus Jack wanted to be a wrestler like Shawn Michaels, and we get that type of match, Cactus Jack versus Shawn Michaels at a WrestleMania, would be the absolute... It would be way better than the Rock versus the Sultan, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1997, we have Shawn My- we have Shawn Michaels versus Cactus Jack, we have Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin still in a match that shouldn't be you know messed with at all. So that match stays, and then we have Taker versus Sting. The promos, the story they can tell, you know, the fallout that can take place afterwards. DX is not even a thing yet. And you yeah. know we still got we still got Shawn Michaels and Triple H coming up. You know China's gonna come up soon, but I really don't have any follow through after that. It was just the Survivor Series debacle, chaotic moment, and leading up to WrestleMania, uh, thirteen with a much better card than what we got. Uh, those three matches would just be classics, especially Sting and Taker in their prime. No sixty year old, no sixty year olds involved at all, and then well, just the. the thing- imagining bret hart imagining bret hart in all black would just be insane
1: yeah just the black and white yes instead of pink yeah um like the the that it's really uh an interesting idea to ponder i think sting coming over and invading in 96 would have been incredible um but I'd maybe like to draw it out a little bit longer rather than just establish all three of those guys together at the same time in one fail swoop. And now I've got like a super heel group. Um, I love the idea of Sting coming out to interfere. I'm not sure. Uh, Was Shawn Michaels a heel then? I feel like he was the big baby face because this was to get him over in San Antonio, correct? Yeah, he was the big baby face. So, I'm not sure I want Sting coming in and, and, and uh, you know, shit can and Sid, other than just to just schmoz this whole match and fuck it over. Yeah. Um, I do love the idea of Sting coming in, and, and just at all, and coming through the audience, and it's a surprise, and he's hooded, but then he's got the face paint so that we know it's fucking Sting. Uh, <laughs> um, but, had he turned to the Crow Sting in, at this point in 96? He was, ha- was he, was too-
0: he was he was 50/50. He he was just okay. wearing the black pants and just plain white makeup.
1: Okay, so that would be pretty cool if they just like they were running that angle and Vince got him before they could do any kind of payoff and before it went any kind of wear. That would have been a great way to kill the momentum uh, that was going on there, but um man, I really I really kind of like it. I I love the idea of Sting invading um surprise and fucking over the main event i love that i i would and and even i love the idea of sting and bret hart together i think that's a, a fantastic tag team i think cactus is a little bit of a wild card that i wasn't expecting um but i really i like yeah i like it like i don't i don't dislike it at all I'm just trying to think of if we wanted to run the NWL and it was a Vince idea um oh I'm trying to think of who else they could steal from WCW at that point that would have been a, a game changer well, other than the, like the one player the one but, guy
0: that I had that would be like the good like d- like basically the Scott Hall of of the of of the thing like the one that started it all at yeah. this time we got you know Brian Pillman coming in and making and cutting those weird promos kind of saying that he's going to rape and pillage this entire Federation and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So he was kind of like my, like my original idea instead of like when I first heard the cactus Jack thing, I was like, well, Brian Pillman makes a little more sense. But then the cactus Jack thing versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania solidified it for me. And I was kind of, oh, yeah. I was kind of hesitant on making this a four man faction, but if that's a good idea to you, like, the only other guy um, that I thought of was Brian Pillman because he was topical in 96 uh, in Jumping well, Ship.
1: Well, I, if I were going to do... Okay, so if I'm doing Pillman, then I'm definitely doing Cactus and Sting. And I'm fine with that. And then maybe I don't need to turn Bret Hart just yet. I could save that for a little bit later. Ooh, um,
0: save that for the double turn at Mania.
1: Yes, save that for the double turn at Mania. So I could have Pillman cutting these promos, right? And so then we get to that main event. I maybe wait for Sean to win. And then I have Sting, or then I have Pillman come out and start talking. And then I have from behind Sting taking out Shawn Michaels. Um, Because I think for me, I'm not sure that the Undertaker in Sting has that allure without the the whole NWO Sting storyline going on. Yeah, he
0: wasn't established as WCW's phenom, so that whole dream match never was a thought.
1: Yeah, so I think for me, the money is in Sting and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. And then we've still got the Bretton-Austin match, um, but then we have Pillman and Cactus Jack who can do whatever they're going to do as a tag team. Uh, and, and, And hopefully things don't go the way they did for Brian Pillman. I don't remember... If he was at WrestleMania, that would be thirteen.
0: Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, I don't know if he wrestled Dustin.
1: Had, yeah, because thirteen is when we had Austin and Brett. so mm-hmm. this is leading up to WrestleMania thirteen. Um, but yeah, I think Shawn and Sting is the real money there. Yeah. Um. And and you know they, but again, this is all in that time frame where Shawn was didn't want to do a job for Brett and so his knee hurt. That's okay. It doesn't then... <laughs> exist. It doesn't exist. If if, so, if Kev so has healthy I'm quads... i <laughs> if we're bringing Sting in and we know that Sean's obviously going to get the win over Sting, may, well, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I think if we build it around uh, Sting and Sean, I think that's where the real money is at in that. And so I love the idea. I love that being the match where they we debut this, um, and I think Brian Pillman adds an aspect to it because we need... We need someone that can cut that promo um, and it can't be mankind from the start. Like we can switch and do cactus Jack and do that pivot, which is a great idea. But I think we just initially introduced that idea with sting and Pillman as two guys that are running together. Um, And, and since we've already kind of got the brooding sting, who's wearing, who's switched to black and white that works. I think it would work for him to come in as a heel, maybe a little bit. Um, I think it'd be a little weird because the fans that know Sting would be very, very excited for Sting to be debuting on WCW. I just think this would be a great "what the fuck" moment and a crazy way to end a pay per view. And we're going to pop a huge rating on that Monday night on that Monday night raw. Like that's going to be a huge number. Yeah,
0: and eighty three weeks would have never happened.
1: Yeah, because I think if if because even if we had Scott Hall, um, and Nash showing up on the other show, if we have Sting. Their number one guy, basically from the other company, we steal him and we trade Hall and Nash for Sting. I think on our side we're going, especially since we got Austin kind of building up and we got Bret Hart ready to come back. I th- I think that this could be one of those times where you know that 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 move in and of itself could be a history changing move. And um, I'm not sure we wouldn't still get the NWO gimmick in WCW, but if Sting's gone who the fuck is going to chase down the NWL
0: diamond Dallas page?
1: Yeah, pretty much DDP. Maybe, maybe we have to change Booker T a little bit early. Maybe we go out and try to steal Bret Hart a little bit earlier, throw a little more money at him. I don't know. But uh, the idea of at the end of that WrestleMania, we have a super faction with sting cactus, Jack Brian Pillman and Bret Hart, which comes with the Hart foundation. I think that's an absolutely fantastic place to be for WWF. I think it changes history all in and of itself, and maybe at that point, um, we don't have to fire Bre- like Vince doesn't have to let Brett out of that contract. I think like that would be enough to like swing the pendulum and and, and really ignite the wwf i just the problem the problem is in reality i don't know how they could have afforded sting at that point like because there's there's the term in the business i want to make that sting money (laughs) so yeah i don't know
0: if he would get sting money in wwf but maybe he would get there after an angle like this and man oh for sure imagine if like you know he did prevail over Shawn michaels at wrestlemania and Shawn michaels goes away and joins Hall and Nash and WCW, and they form DX. There's a take it up. What if they de- what if DX was WCW's idea?
1: <laughs> or yeah, what if what if Sting comes in, and then Sean jumps ship to WCW, and and he joins Hall and Nash and Hogan.
0: It's literally what I just said.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fucking awesome. Oh, fantasy. I love thinking about this shit. Yes, yeah. fantasy. That's the whole idea. Fantasy wrestling podcast.
0: Yeah, I was getting a so, little I was getting a little worried when you mentioned how great last episode was. And I'm like, yeah, we really hit our stride. I was like, well, we're pivoting from that today.
1: Hey, no, no, because <laughs> this is great. No, 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 this is great because now we're going on. So, okay, let's say we have the Sting and we have the Sting Bret Hart Cactus Jack faction. And on the other show, we have Shawn Michaels with the NWO. Um who do you think is winning those ratings wars now? Man. Because now, but, but now we've got, uh, for me, because I, I the, unfortunately we know Sean's career was coming to an end shortly after that, at least coming to a pause, let's say that. Um,
0: you still have to give the edge. Well, m- maybe, maybe uh, WCW will still do the thing, but, you know, uh, we still got Stone Cold. That's going to happen.
1: I mean, do you think Sean gets buried like brett did in wcw no or do you think sean goes over there and he's got because you know for for all intents and purposes uh i don't think anyone is going even you and i who are the biggest brett hart fans of the world um sean's gonna go over there and have ideas and he's gonna pitch things and i mean brett had some really really great matches over at wcw but like Sean is gonna cut, be able to cut the promos and do the thing where Brett could. Brett's promos were fine, um, and 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 sometimes they were good, um, but I don't think Sean's personality would allow him to get buried and lost in the shuffle at WCW. No, I think he's just too big of a personality. Plus, uh, who's the fucking Booker over there, Kevin Nash? Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, but yeah, you know. no.
0: Uh, Shawn Michaels would go over, there, go over there, and he would definitely play the backstage role, and you know he would definitely have a spot, and he would just yeah, he he would have opinions and ideas, and I think he would oh. th- I think he would have thrived there. The problem is I think he would run into a sa- similar situation as Kurt Angle did uh, with TNA because TNA sh- uh, Kurt Angle should not have been working during those times, and quite frankly, neither yeah. neither should Shawn at this time. So I think yeah. there would have been no one to ring, uh, to ring him in. And I think he, I think he would have just ran himself ragged, uh, at WCW, and we, and he would have took a much longer break than the four well, years. Well, I
1: don't remember when Sean hurt his back. Nineteen
0: ninety-eight. Um,
1: yeah. Okay. So then, if he would have switched in '96, like let's just say we switched Sting and Sean in '96, then maybe, maybe Sean doesn't hurt his back, and then maybe you know he doesn't have those injuries anyway and doesn't have to take the big pause. Um, I think you, we've we've booked ourselves into a, another full-on take-it-up-with-creative um, where we discuss what happens if Vince screwed Sean instead of Brett. What happens if Sean goes to the NWO instead of Brett Hart? I, I think that's something that would be fun to look at maybe down the road. So um, Foreshadowing. Yeah, so while while I'm a little bit perplexed and, and caught off guard by your ID here, I think it opens up a lot of possibilities um, for just fantastic stories. And I'm not sure that if Shawn goes to WCW that the ratings war ends up getting won by WWF, even with Sting. I, I But what I do think is that Austin and Bret Hart being the main event of WrestleMania 14, to me would be bigger than Sean. But I don't think without DX that we need Mike Tyson, like Mike Tyson and DX is just such a good fit. Like, Oh my God, the possibilities and so many questions and changes. Like we could talk about this all day if we wanted to at this point. So, um, uh, so yeah, I, I, as much as I'm, I'm a little bit surprised and, uh, I, I feel like you went off off topic. Um, you really didn't. You gave us a whole completely new story, which is fine because in my NWO story, we completely pivoted and ended up with a completely different faction than we started with. So yeah, a faction
0: wow. of a faction with cast of characters that we are going to be talking about again because this inspired a whole other episode to take it up with creative.
1: Yes, sir. So this was a lot of fun today. Yes, I, I did. I, I really, um, you know, as much as I, I put over how we agreed. Uh, this week is the exact opposite. I think it works either way, brother. <laughs> yeah. With, with, with something like the NWO, it
0: works, you know, it, it works on all levels. And, you know, what what's better in a creative room than a bunch of creative ideas?
1: Yes, sir. Well, I don't think there's much more to discuss this week. We all had great ideas. I think uh, we may if the fans listening to this get as excited as we just did thinking about all these possibilities. Uh, I know they're going to tune back in next week. And uh, wow. Wow. You just blew my mind there.
0: Yeah. Tell us what you think. Who would be your cast of characters uh, on either side?
1: So thank you guys for listening. For Ron Kilborn, I am your host Cold Austin saying thank you. We love you and good night. (laughs)
0: Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly on Instagram or Twitter at Ron for 4 yourlife Number four, we'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.